friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me. The podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday, bookworms. It's time for another book discussion. Gwen and I will be discussing The Project by Courtney Summers. In the details of today's episode, we'll link the author's website and have a link for you to purchase the book if you'd like. Our next book discussion won't be until this summer, but we have a lot of exciting topics on the way. So Courtney Summers, the author of today's book discussion, is a New York Times bestselling author of several novels. Her career in writing began in 2008 when she was 22. Her work has been released to critical acclaim with multiple starred reviews, receiving numerous awards and honors, and she has reviewed for the New York Times, is the founder of the 2015 worldwide trending hashtag, hashtag to all the girls, and in 2016, she was named one of Flair's magazines 60 under 30. She lives and writes in Canada. Now, the book that we're going to be discussing today, The Project by Courtney Summers, I'm just going to give you a little brief synopsis. Um, so the main character, Lo Denim, is used to being on her own. After her parents died, Lo's sister, B joined the Unity Project, leaving Lo in the care of their great aunt. Thanks to its extensive charitable work and community outreach, the Unity Project has won the hearts and minds of most in the upstate New York region. But Lowe knows that there's more to the group than meets the eye. She spent the last six years of her life trying and failing to prove it. So when a man shows up at the magazine Lowe's working for, claiming the Unity Project killed his son, Lowe sees the perfect opportunity to expose the group and reunite B once and for all. When her investigation pulls her in the direct path of the Unity Project's leader, Lev Warren, and as Lowe delves deeper into the project, the lies of its members, it upends everything she thought she knew about her sister, herself, cults, and the world around her. Now it's time for our star rating time. And I think Jacqueline has a little surprise for you guys. <laughs> but I ended up rating the story three stars. What happened on your end, Jacqueline? <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up DNFing it. Okay. Unfortunately. So <laughs> I know you were worried about DNFing this book since we were talking about it on today's episode, but let this be a reminder to you, our listeners, and to ourselves that life is short. There are already so many requirements and duties we must perform. Reading a book we're not enjoying is not one of those things. We do this for fun, and if it's not fun, why bother? So DNF away, we sure do. Is there anyone that you would recommend this book to, Jacqueline? Um, honestly, I don't know because like, I know a lot of people thought I was going to like it because of the cult aspect, but it's like a different cult aspect than like what I feel like I like. This one was definitely a lot more religious, you know, and I feel like the cults that I like reading about, they're not talking about like Jesus Christ and your savior and like stuff like that. It's just a cult in and of itself, like, with a different meaning behind it, if that makes sense. Like, polygamy, like, I don't know. It's just different. And so I really have no clue who I would recommend this book to. I don't know. You would have to, like, be very specific in what you like for even an adult reader to like this book. Yeah, I think fans of Courtney Summers will want to add this to their collection um, just because she has some really hardcore fans out there. I think if you're, like, a new YA reader and you're looking for, like, a harder-hitting topic-type book, um, like maybe a cult story, um, it's it's definitely a cult stories for beginners, I will say that. And if you really like like stories about sisters okay yeah this has that sister aspect to it um so i know that we've both read sadie 
by this author. Actually, I DNF Sadie. So okay, <laughs> I think I think what I'm okay, getting to is Courtney Sadie. Summers is not for me. Okay, okay I've tried so, two books by her now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so we have both attempted Sadie. I read Sadie. I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked that it had the podcast elements, and I think that's why I narrowed into it. It was also a story about sisters. So considering her track record, <laughs> you're probably not going to be picking up anything else by this author. No, I think it, it's like also part of like her writing style. Like I had a really hard time getting into Sadie, and I've done everything that people say. Like they're like, listen to it on audio, and I tried all of that, and I don't know. It must just be her writing style that I don't like very much. And I know that her books are very character driven and I am not a character driven person. So I think that is the problem. I also, now that you bring up like, yeah, both of those stories are about sisters and I don't like to read stories about sisters like that dynamic is not something that I not that I dislike it I guess I just don't ever I'm not interested you're not in gravitated it. towards yeah. it yeah. yeah so I have read Sadie I did enjoy it the audio experience was pretty fantastic I have cracked up to be on my TBR um, so I don't know when or if I'll get to that, but I had no idea she had such a deep backlist. And if I read more YA, um, I would probably go back, um, and read quite a few because her synopsis is always sound, synopses, how we say that word? <laughs> they always sound so good, but I don't read a bunch. So I'll probably just skip. Um, like I said, I might finish up the other one that I have cracked up to be. Um, but if you read YA, I would say definitely take a look at her backlist because she has a lot out there. I didn't even realize she had a backlist. I thought Sadie was her debut novel, but what do I know? <laughs> now it's time for spoilers. We're going to be chatting about the characters and the plot. If you've read the book or DNF'd like me, <laughs> or you're here just for the discussion, then you can stay tuned. Before we jump into our usual line of questioning, what ultimately made you decide to DNF the book? Ooh, I, I actually didn't realize that you were going to ask me this question. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like this question. Okay, so I was listening to it. And like trying to read the physical book, which is normally like if I can't immediately get into a book, that's what I'll like do to kind of like keep my focus on. I honestly couldn't even keep my focus on this book. I don't even know what it was, but I just kept tuning it out. Even if I was like listening to it and reading the actual book like together, I just kept tuning out everything. And I don't know if it's because like to me, there was absolutely no plot at all. And I also didn't enjoy any of the like low or B. I just I don't know they just weren't the kind of characters that I was interested in I thought that low was kind of like not bratty but like kind of a little whiny the way that she was acting towards like her boss and stuff and acting like you know like the world had to like give her everything and when I got to like a lot of the like religious part of the cult um where they're talking about like you know they're taking a lot of like parts of bible verses and mm -hmm. being like oh we're doing this like you know within our savior and stuff i just immediately was like this is not the type of cult that i like for some reason even with like horror movies that have like religious aspects to it i just mm -hmm. don't like horror movies that are like that i don't know why it's not that i have anything where i'm like offended by it i just don't care about it and I immediately am like ew gross like I, I guess I feel like I don't know it's like a bad church service I guess <laughs> so <laughs> so there was a lot of that during the cultish part I mm -hmm. thought that the cultish part was going to be what was going to like carry me through the book and then I ended up not even liking 
that part. So Yeah, I don't think that the cult part really came in until like probably more than 50% through the novel anyway. Oh, I didn't, yeah, and I so the whole first, like I need a book to at least suggest Mm -hmm. the good part. Like, I hate when you watch a trailer for a movie Mm -hmm. and the trailer shows you everything that's good. And then you watch the movie and you're like, this movie sucks. I already saw the good stuff in the trailer. Like, you could have made this a two-minute film and it would have been great. And that's how I felt this book was. I feel like the very like end part of this book was super strong but no one's gonna read 90 percent of a book for 10 percent that's decent yeah. and she didn't even like hint at the good stuff like it was just you were just trudging through this and i know that you're not the only one that has dnf to this book there's tons of people that have dnf this book because you just do feel like you're trudging through it um so <laughs> mentioning characters i particularly was not drawn to low or b mm-hmm. um, um, either and those are the two sisters so Lo being the main character B being her sister um, I did like Foster quite a bit um, but he wasn't in there until halfway through towards the end of the book um, and then Lev as the antagonist was an interesting character especially if you read the whole book and you know like his full story and Emmy the little girl I did think that she was super innocent and written well for her age I often find that children younger than 10 in YA stories or adult books are either written too babyish or too grown mm-hmm. and I really did think that Emmy was done well um, but I, I didn't really love any characters and it's really really hard when your main character you're just not attaching to the secondary character you're mm-hmm. not really attaching to and so you're just reading about these people that you really don't care about it's almost like having an actor or an actress that you really don't care about and having mm-hmm. to read an article about them like I don't care about your life I don't like you yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so were there any characters that you like um, I wouldn't say I necessarily liked anybody, but I do like the portrayal of Lev being like the cult leader and how charismatic cult leaders can be. That's what I liked about when I was reading the Charles Manson book that like they are so likable and that's how I guess they kind of like draw people in. So I thought that that's like a good representation of like or as far as I know the cult leaders I've read about (laughs) you know my cult research no um but I do I do like that he was portrayed that way but yeah I just Mm -hmm. I don't know I felt like Lo and B even though this was about sisters I don't feel like they had a sister connection and like most of the book that I was reading like the parts that I was reading was just B not even like talking to Lo or not wanting anything to do with her so it was just irritating over and over again I feel like that was like the message that was being put on in the book. So uh, I don't know. All right. So there were definitely more characters that I did not like than I liked. I mean, I, I would say maybe Foster, Lev was definitely interesting, but of course as the antagonist. But yeah, Lo and B didn't work, which was odd since it was a story about them. Um, I didn't like Paul. I didn't like Lauren. I didn't like Casey. Um, I don't know for sure if Paul's story arc was supposed to redeem him or not but he never treated Lo fairly and he never gave her a chance to spread her wings he never gave her the opportunity for growth and we are just so tired of seeing men that are above women in a field not giving them the praise and the room to grow it just is annoying so Mm. Lauren was a low-key bitch and Casey is one of those adults who knows everything that's happened or is happening and does nothing to stop it or warn people hate 
people like that. Like that's, you know, Lo, I think she's like 19 in this story. And like, so she still is impressionable and she should have been warned or like Casey was just like drawing her in. I just, I didn't like it. So I realized that she was caught up in the cycle of the Unity Project, but she could have told Lo certain things, especially like, what happened to be like she could have told her like up front so what about you it sounds like you pretty much were like me like you just didn't really like anybody yeah i mean i don't think i connected with anybody enough to like hate them or like them so i think that's the problem like i think because you read the whole book you know exactly like who you didn't like and i just felt i just didn't care about it. You were just indifferent to it all. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times, like, that's the problem with, like, sometimes when I'm listening to an audiobook, like, I can really like a character. And I noticed that with my daily vlogging this week that, like, I'll go to talk about the book and I'll be like, wait, I don't even know this character's name. <laughs> yeah. So I have to, like, actually make a point to, like, look at it in the book and be like, okay, the person that I'm liking is named this. Because <laughs> otherwise, like, I know that I'm liking somebody, but I, I just forget. Like, I just don't pay attention to what their name is, I guess. I just, I don't know. Yeah, That's I definitely think I that we're both more plot-driven readers than character-driven readers. Mm -hmm. Like, I can tell you the plot of a book way better than I can talk about, like, the characters, what they look like, the relationship to other people. Yeah. And this week with Readathon, we're, we're both participating in the Backlist Readathon, which is Jacqueline's Readathon that she's hosting with a couple of other people. It's been an amazing week. It's awesome. Um, and I'm sure we'll <laughs> talk about it again in a future episode. But, um, yeah, I have read quite a few books this week that were character-driven books. Mm. And I feel bad because these are highly acclaimed books, like yeah. The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. And what other one did I read that was heavily... There was another one that I read that was, like, heavily character-focused. And I'm like, important themes and topics, but, like... The plot is very minimal compared to like the character dynamics with each other and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't want to devalue the book. I'm not devaluing the book. Like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's not for me because while I liked the characters, I liked the themes and messages, like enough wasn't propelling me forward to want to read it. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah. a good point that you make. And I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I, we're both thriller lovers, obviously. So I think yes. that's why we kind of gravitate. I think that's why we are drawn to them. Yeah. But I think that's also why I am now getting into memoirs because, yes, those are very character-driven. Like, you're mm -hmm. learning about the character. Mm -hmm. But even though it's not, I wouldn't call it plot-driven, I would say that I am always fascinated with the dark, like, history that they've gone through. Like, their life. Right. And so, to me, that is, like, the plot that I'm, like, mm -hmm. you know, missing out on on some of these other, like, just mm -hmm. fiction character books. Whereas the memoirs, I'm, I'm liking the character. I'm learning more about the character. And I like you know hearing what they've gone through but I'm always and I pick I do pick like dark memoirs but I'm always like surprised I'm like oh my gosh they really went through this like oh my god what are they going to go through next like oh my god you know and yeah. so and it's like their life story so you're starting when they're younger mm -hmm. and they're going to their older or vice versa however they decide to tell it but yeah you still are going through those milestones like okay mm -hmm. this is what happened when they were in elementary school and this is what happened when they were in middle school and high school and you yeah. know so it's more of a linear timeline and that's another thing that I found out is some books, I don't mind past and present. I actually like it in thrillers when they're like 
this year, you know, 15 years ago this happened or whatever. I don't mind that. But there's some books like Station Eleven, which I read this week, mm-hmm. that the timeline jumps. I'll just get settled into the before and then it jumps to the after. And you're like, Ugh. So that's funny because I have recently just figured out that I despise the time jumps. And that's funny that you yes. said, yeah, memoirs are such a linear. Like that must be why I love it because in my head – I can easily follow through. Whereas, yes, with the project, and also I read his and hers, and that, like, jumps back and forth. Um, Well, not really back and forth in time. It does, like, go on. But it has, like, dates. It'll be like, oh, um, Tuesday at 8 o'clock. And, like, Mm -hmm. to me, that means nothing to me. Like, it literally means nothing. Right. And And that's how the the project was. It skipped around. Like, I don't feel like it was a linear timeline. I prefer a linear timeline Mm -hmm with like a plot of events so I can see it like a timeline in my head. Exactly. And so that's definitely something that I have recognized um, that I like um, plot-driven stories rather than Mm character-driven stories. Now, if there is a book that has good character development Mm -hmm. and a good plot, I'm like, You're like, like, five stars, here you go. (laughs) I mean, like, and I'll talk about some really good books um, in a future episode. But um, back to this one. So moving on to the plot and pacing, um, it's basically Lo searching for her sister who joined the Unity Project and Lo believing that the project is a cult. And because of those two things and how they're intertwined in her mind, she would like to expose the project and save her sister. The pacing was decent enough, although I found it super hard to track along because the story jumps around a bunch. Mm-hmm. And I would never know whose perspective I was reading from or what time like is this something from the past is this something currently happening and I think leaving out the years at the top of the chapters and having low be the present chapters and italicizing beast chapters Mm. as the flashback chapters Mm -hmm. would have made it easier for me as a reader to understand okay this is happening presently this is happening but when they put like September 2017 I'm like okay well where's 2017 in my timeline because when was this and when was that right that's the problem like we're so visual that we have to have like we almost have to like write down notes and be like okay we're over here in 2017 (laughs) okay Okay, let's go back to this year. Yes. Yeah, but the the you know putting it in italics would have been very good because that's how like his and hers was the like murderer is in italics. So when I was like read well number one the audiobook has the murderer like the voice is like messed up not messed up but like yeah. through a box or whatever distorted. Yeah, yeah. So then when you're doing the audiobook, it's not the same narrator throughout the whole thing and you're like okay like what am I listening to but then even in the book it's italics so it's like easy to differentiate between you know his hers and the murderer which was really great also I didn't care about her job at SVO at all like I just did not care even the slightest bit Mm -hmm. um I think that okay so you're thinking well that's how she really got interested in this whole project thing I think the story could have easily stemmed from her seeing Jeremy take his own life which she did and then the search for her sister and then the unity project being in the news that could have been the start of the story it didn't have to be this SVO she wants to write this article she Mm -hmm. wants it just could have been I seen this guy take his life I'm looking for my sister the unity project is in the news and I know my sister went to that you know place and yeah I think it could have stemmed from that instead of like the whole that whole timeline was just I don't know I just didn't like it 
Yeah. And I know that you had said before, like, how obviously Paul isn't, like, the best boss. But it, it was right. irritating. And I'm not saying I'm, like, defending Paul or anything. But, like, it was just irritating when he had, like, said about the one mistake that she made. And she literally just, like, kind of blew up on him. And I'm like, girl, like, you can't do that in real life. Like, I know you're, like, 19 or whatever. But that's not going to make you grow. Like, I know that you could be angry about stuff. But, like, that's definitely not going to let you be promoted. You True. know what I mean? Right? True. <laughs> like, I'm like, that was a little immature there but you know what i think you should do i think because i didn't finish the book you should say like a whole synopsis of the whole book okay so you have lo searching for her sister and once she finds she thinks that the unity project is a cult and basically it is but it's a religious cult and once she she finally says screw it paul's not giving me the opportunity to go investigate them i'm just gonna do it anyway which like how dangerous was that like how dangerous are every horror movie ever right (laughs) so she goes out there and it does have slight cultures vibes to it there's like a like a tent where they have a gathering of the people and stuff like that um the one lady casey i just couldn't stand her because she was almost like the go between lev and like the other people in this cult and they all kind of live they were like people that had like everyday lives but they could also live like on ground in these cabins and stuff like that and they did do community outreach but I think that was to like kind of hide the things that they were doing like just what you would assume um so she goes out there she starts interviewing him she he finally agrees to like be interviewed by her and she has to go out there and just like weird things happen like the first thing that I realized when she she was led into this room and was like oh yeah wait here like Lev will be out here in a minute and she was just kind of like looking around and she realized that all the doors were locked around her I was like Uh. bitch you're (laughs) locked in this room that's a sign that's a red flag like so that was definitely crazy but the most interesting thing that came about and it wasn't until like the last 10% of the book I swear was that um Lev was abusing his followers Mm. um like physically abusing them and he would you know kind of blame it on like you've sinned like let me Mm. you know punish you and stuff like that he also had people go into this room kind of like a confessional and then they would confess their deepest darkest secrets and then he would play it for everybody to hear and stuff like this and then the whole time like she's thinking like i'm here to rescue my sister and you find out that her sister left a long time ago like that's what they tell her like your sister's not even here anymore she's like what the heck but then of course you find out that she's dead that um so at the very end she decides that she is going to go into it further because she starts getting lulled into this cult oh no because she meets um foster she meets emmy and she realizes that emmy is her sister's daughter and she doesn't know like who's the father and stuff like that but she's like man if the only chance that i have to be with emmy and make sure that she's okay and um like be close to my sister and the people that were closest to her like i'm gonna do this so she was like i'm gonna be baptized and i'm gonna be like part of this thing and um anyway end of the story was uh lev's dead he died somehow it wasn't very clear how but basically i think it was like on her baptism day like he let her out and i think she like drowned him i think Mm. but then after that they dredge the lake and they find b's body 
Mm. And then at the very, very end, she's having this like weird, like she ended up going back to SVO. And I'm just thinking, like, why would you ever go back? But yeah. whatever. Um, I think they just wanted to, like, get her a story. or I don't know. But anyway, she goes back. And then she's, like, kind of communicating with her sister. But it's not really her sister because, obviously, her sister is dead. And it was just, like, too magically realism for me. And I was like, what is going on? But, yeah. So, it was okay. it was terrifying. Um, and there was, like, this father. I forget his name exactly right now. But um, there was this guy that was, like, helping her out and telling him, like, no, it really like he is really bad news and stuff like that and hmm. there were people that had like gotten away and she con you know she was in contact with them so yeah he really was he was a bad guy it really was a cult he was abusing people and yeah see i i almost wish that like instead of you know it being between low and b's chapters it would have been really cool if it was between like low and like and, and like glimpses into the cult, like what he was yes, doing. Yes, I was, I was, I was like, she says, Lev, I'm on board. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, I really do think it would have been cool because even me as a reader, it, when I was reading it, I was like, so is it a, like, is it a cult or are they just these like secular people, kind of mm. like a hippie commune that like to keep to themselves and take care of one another and stuff like that? It literally wasn't until like the very end where you're finding out like he really is abusing people. Mm-hmm. He really is discouraging people to leave. Like he doesn't want people to leave. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it did kind of touch on when B was with him still, um, how she, the first time, like, she went out to this place, like, in Washington, D.C., let's say, and there was this big thing, and they would be, like, passing out flyers and stuff like that, and how people were really, like, drawn to them, but Mm -hmm. how, because they were away from Lev, like, bad, quote-unquote, bad things were happening to them, Mm. and so it was, like, really interesting, but that was the last... 10% of the book. Yeah. Like it literally, it did not get good (laughs) until very far into the book. I don't know exactly how far, but I just remember it was a very long time. Yeah, that ending, like it does sound really, really good, but I really wish that it would have been mixed into the whole part of the book because even when I read, you know, when I read Member of the Family um, that talks about the Charles Manson cult, like, I am sitting here as a reader and you're reading about how like infatuated these girls are with him and how he can be so charismatic but then it's also talking about the abuse and then you're sitting here and you're like oh my gosh like why are they staying like I I need to know like why are they staying like how bad is this gonna get I wish that I mean I guess she was trying to make it so that way you can like keep guessing on whether it's a cult or not but I wish that you know she would have had it where it's like if she you kind if of they would have said something on. about the abuse in the beginning, mm-hmm. it would have been so much cooler to know that it was a cult and then like see her interaction with yeah, it. I think. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I wish that they would have given you like little breadcrumbs to say, look how cool yeah. this book's gonna be. Yeah, I know. Um, and like I said, I think if they would have taken out that SVO storyline with her boss and all of that, they could have delved more into the cult aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Highlighting some of the themes and possible trigger warnings that were in this book, it's suicide, cults, abuse, torture. The project focuses a lot on trauma and how cults use people's trauma and longing for community to recruit them to their cause, which is totally true. I see that in so many other cult books. You know, you went ahead and told me the whole ending and everything so what did you actually think (laughs) about the ending 
Um, so Lowe deciding to join the Unity Project was so weird to me, and I didn't know if she genuinely wanted to join at that point, mm -hmm. or if it was her trying to find out more information on her sister. Um, before she could even join and have her baptism, though, um, things got really interesting with Father Michael and Rob, which is one of the people that were abused and tortured. So they kind of revealed the future the truth about her sister so we read about the abuse and the torture that lev inflicts on his followers and why that didn't come out sooner <laughs> was boggling to me yeah. like maybe they could have had jeremy's autopsy show signs of the abuse or torture mm. and that would have made her more skeptical and then the part where lo fails to save emmy and she's um, led out to her baptism anyway. And then somehow Lev dies and they dredge up the lake and then they find B's body. And then all of a sudden, Lowe's back at SVO working for Paul. Like, I don't know. I think the ending was rushed. I wanted to know Lev's fate in detail. Yeah. Like, finding out that he was such a, like, manipulator, mm -hmm. which obviously, um, and that he was abusing and... Uh, you know, torturing people, not only physically, but like mentally as well with like playing these recordings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to know, like, did Lowe drown him? <laughs> and, or did like, I, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure she did, but like it wasn't in enough detail. Like yeah. he didn't get the ending he deserved. Right. Like you um, wanted to see him die. <laughs> <laughs> just like with grown, like with her abuser, like yeah. abusers need to get their fate served to them <laughs> in detail. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you didn't have any favorite quotes or passages, nope. did you? No. Nope. <laughs> okay, so I'll go into mine. So on page five, um, I liked the quote, having a sister is a promise no one but the two of you can make and no one but the two of you can break. This is like where that um, subtle manipulation and people making you feel special or chosen comes in. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of those. On page 99, it says, you have to understand that what's about to be offered to you has never been offered to anyone before. So it's like, look what we're giving you, you know? And then on page 111, the manipulation kind of continues. Um, it says, you wanted the truth, low, Yeah, but are you afraid of it now? Like just kind of goading her and... Yeah, and we find out that he did lie about certain things, but he also distorted the truth to fit his narrative and lied by omission. Because he would never, like, answer her questions when she was finally interviewing him. Anyway, um, and then on page 114, their primary objective is growth. Now we're building an army. If we don't have numbers, they will never be a movement. And if we do not become a movement, we will never be able to show people the path. I mean, talk about <laughs> like cult vibes. Yeah. And then more manipulation um, on page 120. And then on 163, Lo is at the Unity Center talking to Casey. And May introduces herself and lets Lo know that Casey's running late because she's supposed to be talking to um, Casey at this point. And May has a conversation with another girl seeking refuge at the project. And I just thought that this was kind of nice, like, but at the same time, it's all part of the manipulation factor. She says, you don't have to be our worst case to be a worthy case. So this girl was coming there to seek refuge and she's like, but I don't know if my situation's really bad enough. I don't know if you can like help me because like, 
I'm not the worst. And she's like, oh, you don't have to be the worst case to be a worthy case. And I was like, that, that would on be a the t-shirt. perfect line to draw someone in. <laughs> and then just to show that um, kind of that chosen, you know, you feel special when Lowe's talking to Rob and she yells at him, I was chosen. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Lowe. I know what it, what, how much it means to feel that way. And that was just so powerful because she was already feeling drawn to, you know, kind of do this, to join. And no, don't do it. So there were lots of times that there was great, you could see it, the manipulation, the making you feel special, the, you know, all the things, all the cult vibes. But like I said, like these were all towards the end. (laughs) Anything else you want to share? Do you have any other final thoughts? Um, I think this would be, if you're still interested, um, if you haven't read it, I think it would be a great book to read in the fall time for some reason. Like maybe it's the dark subject matter and the woods where Lev's cabin is, like the whole like cult sect is like out in the woods and stuff like that. But I will say that I do not think that this is summer's best book. Um, I do have a signature cocktail, of course. It's the Red Evergreen, and I picked this drink because of the color and the rosemary, because rosemary has a very earthy taste to me, and that reminds me of, like, the grittiness of the book and the setting a bit. Um, I won't bore you with reciting the recipe because it's a little bit more of an in-depth recipe, but I will be sharing it on our Instagram in the coming days if you're interested. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a wintry type drink, I think, because of the, like, yeah. I don't know the cranberries and the rosemary but i think a fall Mm. fall winter beverage gonna have to try that this fall we hope you enjoyed the book discussion of the project by courtney summers who knew we'd be reading so much ya this year don't forget the author's website and a link to purchase a copy of the book will be in the details of today's episode if you'd like to suggest a book for us to discuss or have a topic idea for a future episode email us at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at TalkBookishPodcast. Make sure you check out the show notes. There's a lot of information there, including the signature cocktail we paired with the book. And until next time, happy reading! Bye.